Industries. Welcome to Liberty Action Alert with Greg Seltz. Sponsored by our friends at the Lutheran Center for Religious Liberty here in Washington, D.C. A program that cuts through the chaos and confusion in the culture today by talking to kingdom citizenship. Bold biblical principles for a robust public Christian life. And now your host, Dr. Greg Seltz. Good day, good day, Washington, D.C., and friends of the program all across the country. I'm Greg Seltz. Welcome to Liberty Action Alert. Today on the program, we are privileged to have again with us Mike Berry, VP of External Affairs for First Liberty, and Tim Gagline, Vice President of Government Communications for Focus on the Family. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you so much, Greg. It's great to be with you and Mike. It's great to be back on with both of you. And Mike, we're... we're talking about all things military again today and but not in the way that you would usually think you would talk about the military you know I, let me just set it up this way this is how i feel about it as soon as i feel like we have got an issue resolved uh let's say we passed legislation let's say the court ruled on something it seems like what well, i don't know what we call them the secularists on the hill or the status on the hill they find a way to get around the law uh, to get around the, the will of the American people. And this is one of those kinds of issues because the 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 will of the people, the Hyde Amendment, with it, no taxpayer dollars for abortions, whatever your view of abortion is, we're not going to fund it. We're not going to create a federal industry that funds you know the aborting of children. And yet here we are with that will of the people pretty much ensconced. Uh, we're going to be talking today about abortion and the military. And, and how the military is is being used or trying to be utilized to support the abortion industry. So I guess I'm just going to turn it over to you, Mike, and just ask what's going on with abortion and the military? Well, thanks, Greg. This all starts with the, the Dobbs decision from the Supreme Court last summer. And we know that there was a lot of fallout from that decision, particularly from the left. Uh, you, you saw states begin to try to take actions to circumvent what the Supreme Court said. You saw some states that, that took action in response to the Dobbs decision to make abortion more difficult and rare in those states uh, right. to protect life. And of course, our federal government didn't just sit back and, and watch all of this unfold. None other than the Secretary of Defense issued a memo saying that the De Department of Defense was going to ensure that service members uh, had full access to abortion. And, you know, people may wonder, well, you know, how do they do that? How does that work in the military? A couple of important points. First, the Hyde Amendment, which is most people are aware of, for those who are not aware of what the Hyde Amendment is, if you hear the term the Hyde Amendment, that's in reference to a federal law that was passed a, a number of years ago now that just as you said, Greg, it says that no tax dollars will be used to fund or perform abortions uh, at any federally funded facility. So Department of Health and Human Services, Medicare, Medicaid, anyone who receives those funding from those sources right. cannot provide uh, abortion using tax dollars. Right. And the question then becomes, well, does that apply to the Department of Defense? The answer is no. The Hyde Amendment itself doesn't apply to the right. Department but there are other federal laws that were passed subsequently that do apply to the Department of Defense. So basically, long story short, the Pentagon has its own version of the Hyde Amendment. 
Okay. And the Secretary of Defense just said recently that because of that law, the DOD medical facilities can't actually provide abortions. So what they're going to do now is, to me, in my opinion, even worse. They're going to give service members three weeks of paid vacation to go and 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 get in, travel to wherever they want to travel. Uh, you get three weeks of paid vacation. You get all your expenses paid for. You get your pay, your benefits, et cetera, and you can go and have an abortion. So essentially what this has done is turn the Pentagon into an abortion travel agency. Okay, so, and, and Tim, this, this is what I'm struggling with, is that uh, moral people, people who say, wait a minute, I thought we had established the fact that we don't want taxpayer money to actually fund this, because it's even more egregious if you've got the government funding this industry, and that's what we actually have. Uh, Planned Parenthood is being funded, and this there's a, there's a, a profit margin for killing kids. And you're being told, well, just dialogue about it and try to have uh, civil conversations about it. Well, we, we're being told we can't even trust what we believe with our eyes. And we're told that once we pass laws and we thought we'd establish this stuff, um, now they're actually saying, well, the DOD found a way around it. And we're actually going to make it uh, a vacation for people on your tax dollars. How we What are moral people supposed to do with this when we see these egregious abuses of the will of the people? egregious abuses of law what are we supposed to do tim and and how does this kind of show us where we are with the culture war well you know it wasn't very long ago to your point that president bill clinton a democrat said right. that abortion uh should be safe legal and rare right and of course at the time because he was so uh, militantly pro-abortion people were dubious about uh, about that pledge but of course it played well politically Mm -hmm. We see now a complete and total shift in the party of the left, of the progressives, of the statists. My, my friend, the former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, and, uh, and Speaker Gingrich uh, famously said that the Democratic Party has become essentially the anti-Abraham Lincoln Party. And what he meant by that is that President uh, Lincoln, I'm quoting Lincoln, called for government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And what Newt uh, has, I think, correctly observed is that the progressives have repeatedly voted against the wishes uh, of the people, and they have steadily become the party that believes in the government of the elites, uh, by the elites, and for the elites. To, to Mike's great point, there simply is no national stampede to turn our military into a part of Abortion, Inc. And, uh, and I'd like to illustrate, if I may, that we now have our Pentagon, our Secretary of Defense, warning the Senate on his concerns about uh, Senator Tuberville, Coach Tuberville's delaying promotions over abortion policy. And I have to say three cheers uh, or more for Senator Tuberville for showing such courage. Senator Tuberville has said, no more senior promotions at the Pentagon unless the Pentagon stands down on its newfound devotion to the taking of the life of more innocent preborn children. And I think, frankly, that Senator Tuberville is precisely where the majority of the American people are. So I feel on solid ground in saying or asserting that left or right, overwhelmingly, uh, you know, the majority of the American people be who, who see the world between the 40-yard lines, 
do not like this anti-Abraham, uh, you know, upholding of one policy for the elites and then one for everybody else. Well, and let me just say this too, folks. Uh, politics is about blocking. That's what it is. Uh, it, it, it we always hear it's about dialogue and and tolerance. And no, it's blocking. It's getting you know the will of the constituency accomplished. And and so he's actually doing us a, a good favor here. And you can tell exactly where he's coming from. You can tell exactly why he's doing what he's doing. And that's all I ask of a politician, whether I agree with him or not. You just said something, Tim, that really jogged my memory. You said it played well politically. No, it was a lie. I mean, it actually, they never believed that they wanted abortion legal and rare. That was just a way to get people to actually think they were tolerant of these kind of things because we've seen them unleash abortion policies that will allow us to kill children up to the day of their birth. It's euthanasia and afterwards. And we're seeing this all across the country in these these blue states. And I'm saying to people, you can't vote for that. That That's almost bloodthirsty. It's so ridiculous. Well, but again, and, and, may, and may I say, Greg, to, just to that point very quickly, because I think this this really matters uh, in policy. Uh, you know, Senator Tuberville told the secretary that if the Pentagon uh, wants to spend money on such pro-abortion initiatives, that, uh, that he and his team ought to include that in the department's annual defense uh, policy bill, which is known as the, the National Defense Authorization Act. In other words, they ought to just be honest with the yeah, American be straight people. Say, That's right, we wanna spend your tax dollars on this. Instead, this is a completely uh, outside the budget, brand new initiative. All right, well, it's back to the military, Mike. You know, again, um, well, even before that, though, when they talked about, you talked about um, the Dobbs case and the overturning of Roe v. Wade. All it did was say that Roe v. Wade is not a federal issue. That's all it did. It, you know, and so when they run around saying it's illegal, it's illegal, they've been, they want to make it illegal. That's not what happened. And, and again, I try to tell people, if you're going to make conscious decisions and moral decisions about how the country should work. You have to have good information. Well, it seems to me that in this issue, we're seeing obfuscation because the whole point of the military, the military is about military readiness and defending our country. You know, how did we get to the point where this is part of the policy of military readiness? It just seems like this is so far afield of, of what we should be talking about with, mil uh, with the military. And yet here we are. Yeah, I mean, right now we have a, a select committee on the weaponization of the federal government uh, that is uh, basically investigating that issue and going to hopefully report back to us, the American people, that our government has indeed become weaponized and, and become weaponized against us, the American people. And I think the, the United States military should be included in that, that, that that committee and that report should also evaluate the weaponization of the United States military against its own service members and against the American people, because that's exactly what this is. The military exists for one purpose and one purpose alone, and that is to win wars. Right. Right. And, and anything that detracts from that needs to be seriously considered for the chopping block. Now, I understand that there are lots of programs and, and policies in the military that are necessary in order to help the military continue to, to run efficiently and effectively. I get that. But if they don't have a direct nexus to what in the military we would refer to as warfighting capability or lethality, then to what end are we doing them? And so when Secretary Austin tries to lecture a United States senator about the military's abortion travel agency policy and says, 
that by holding up promotions and by holding up Pentagon nominations, that the senator is, he quote unquote, hurting readiness and quote unquote, hurting military families. Uh, I think that's dishonest at best and uh, mischievous, you know, yeah. probably a better word because, you know, <laughs> you're so kind. You want to know what hurting military families? You want to yeah. know what hurts families? Secretary of Defense, abortion hurts families. Right. The data is irrefutable on that. And so you asked earlier, Greg, what should we as people of faith, as American citizens be doing in response to this? I would say we need to send more people like Senator Tuberville, who, by the way, is just a freshman senator. He may be the senior senator from Alabama, but he is a freshman senator. Right. And so to show the, the degree of courage and boldness that he is yeah. in his yeah. first term senator, we need to send more people like him to Washington, D.C., who are not just going to talk a good game but are actually going to, uh, you know, in, in reference to him being a former coach, who are actually going to put on their pads and show up and play. That's right. We need yeah, more, we need may, more may, elected may, officials I, like Senator Tuberville. May, may <laughs> say, I say, I think Mike and First Liberty Institute are right on point. And I, I want to pick up on that, again, as a practical demonstration. Greg, we have seen two very concerning folks of the uh, Biden-Harris wheel. The first one is a terrible uh, drop in recruitment of right. exactly the kind of young men and women we want in our military. This is not coincidental. So I think point one is the real concern of the, of the practical impact on dropping recruitment numbers. And I think the second thing is actually equally important, which is that at the end of September, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, is going. And uh, Senator Tuberville, to paraphrase Margaret Thatcher, is not fraternizing. Uh, he and millions of Americans understand that this is a principled uh, and a major principled distinction uh, with this pro-abortion administration. And so what I'm suggesting is that if uh, we do not find a reasonable accommodation in defense of the innocent pre-born, this could uh, sooner rather than later not only impact uh, the promotions of 150 uh, senior uh, Pentagon people, but it could ultimately directly impact who our next uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs would be. Well, and Mike, too, just uh, we talked about this with the COVID stuff. Uh, is there a per I mean, it, it seems like there's a policy to actually get rid of really, truly military readiness personnel. And we're using these egregious um laws or policies or you know to actually just push people out and it, it seems to be systematic because i don't think anyone's repented of the ridiculous covid policies and what it did to the military and now we have this egregious uh, misuse of of the dod um do you see that is is the military being co-opted now to be some kind of social services agency what what's going on here and do you see this as a systemic thing is this a systematic thing or is this just bad policy that we can take care of well i'd say the cognitive dissonance that we see on display from our pentagon leadership is is almost surreal you know mm -hmm. on the one hand you have the secretary of defense lecturing a senator about how holding up the promotions of roughly 150 generals and admirals is going to hurt readiness. It's going to prevent us from being able to defend the nation. Then on the other hand, you have a recruiting and retention crisis of almost historic proportions. Right. You know, you have the army that's 
that's roughly you know twenty twenty five thousand short of of its recruiting numbers. Wow! And yet at the same time, you have you know over ten thousand service members who are forcibly removed and kicked out because of their religious objection to the COVID vaccine. Right. And the DOD during a hearing this earlier this week, Secretary of Defense was asked, "Well, do you have you've got this recruiting crisis? You know, you've got ten thousand plus." patriotic, you know, fully capable Americans who who were in uniform, who have been kicked out? Are you going to let them back? Are you going to welcome them back with open arms? And the Secretary of Defense, I mean, you talk about cognitive dissonance. The Secretary of Defense looked that congressman in the eye and said, well, they're welcome to reapply, but we're not going to do anything to try to encourage them to come back. If they want to reapply, they should get in line just like everybody else. Wow. And again, it's the, the, the hypocrisy and just the level of intellectual just elitism and snobbery that's on display. And again, these are two generals. Lloyd Austin was a general in the Army. Mark Milley, the chief of staff, or excuse me, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, is a, an Army general. They were once highly respected Army officers who, mm-hmm. who held the respect and admiration of their troops. And probably I would, I would assume that that was well-earned and, and deserved. And how quickly they've lost it. Yeah. And the point, the final point I want to make on this, this Greg and, and, and Tim, is that the reason why that's so important is that we have an all-volunteer military force. Right. And in order to have an all-volunteer military force where we don't have conscription, we don't have a draft, that requires the United States military to, to present to young American men and women a, an opportunity that is more appealing and an, an option that's more appealing than the alternatives, whether that's college, whether that's going to to begin a, a vocation or a career in some other field. The American people that are of military age have to look at the military and say, you know what, mm-hmm. I think I would rather do that than go to college. Right. And they're not doing that anymore. That's exactly how you end up with a recruiting crisis is when too many people say, thanks, but no thanks. I have no interest in the military. And then on the retention side, for those serving in the military, right, the, it, when the, you have a contractual obligation, it's an employment contract. And once your contractual obligation is up, you have the option. You can renew and stay in or you can get out. Right. And in order for people to be willing to stay in, they have to make the decision that staying in is actually worth it to them. Right. It's more appealing and more attractive than whatever the outside world is offering. And that's not happening anymore either. People are saying, I don't care how much money you offer me. I don't care what benefits you offer me. I'm getting out. I'm getting out. And and the reason they're getting out is because leaders like Lloyd Austin and General Milley have completely lost the trust and confidence of those troops that they once held. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, it's making our our country more vulnerable. And that's, again, the whole point of this is that to have a strong military for the defense of enemies within and without. And here we are. Uh, As a point of fact, I heard something. Now, tell me, Mike, if this number is correct, that right now we're talking about maybe 20 abortions that happen within the DOD. And it could go up to like 20,000 or something like that. Is is there that kind of incentive is? incentivization if this goes into effect well the, so so the law is that abortions uh in within the dod mm-hmm. are not allowed except for in cases uh, uh to you know of uh rape or incest or to save the life of of, of the mother 
Right. And by from making the DOD into an abortion travel agency, essentially what they're doing, as you said, is they're subsidizing and incentivizing, right, young women to go and get abortions and saying, oh, it, it, they're encouraging it. Women in this country have been lied to that abortion is somehow it's it's like going Man. to the dentist, yeah. you know, well, you get a little bit of anesthesia and, and, and then and then you're on you move on with your life. And if you just listen to the horrifying, heartbreaking testimony of woman after woman who had abortions and later realized what what they had done, it's traumatic. It is a traumatizing experience. And so that, you know, that's the piece of this that nobody's willing to talk about. Nobody wants to talk about it. Uh, And instead, they just look at it like, oh, you need to get your wisdom teeth pulled. Here's three weeks of paid vacation. Go get your wisdom teeth pulled. Oh, you want to end your pregnancy? You want to kill this life that's inside of you? No problem. Here's three weeks of paid vacation. Go go kill the life that's living inside of you. Yeah, as a military initiative. Okay, last thing, Tim. One of the things that our church people get a little skittish about all this kind of stuff. They ah, this is politics and blah, 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 blah. But this is really us saying to Caesar. Let's just put it in our biblical terms. Tell, you know, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, give to God what is God's. And so I always tell people, but God actually tells Caesar, here's the basic thing Caesar's supposed to do. It's a law and order thing generally, and he's supposed to be about justice for all. I mean, that's kind of the biblical limitation. So we're really telling Caesar, get out of this stuff. You don't tell us policy about what's what's good sociologically. You don't tell us how to do those kind of things. That's for free people. That's for moral people. And once they step out and encroach into our air arena, the church's arena, the people, you know, moral people, virtuous citizenry, that kind of thing, we have to tell Caesar, get back in your place or he will overrun this whole thing and will suddenly be doing his bidding in all things, which is, that's usually what we call tyranny, right? And so, again, just leave us with this note. Hey, church, we've got to wake up. This is part of our societal cultural role. Well, may I say, the pro-abortion groups in the United States, they actually count on our discouragement, our discontent, our apathy, and our disengagement. That makes them very happy. And they have counted on this for years. And I'm very happy to say that people who share our worldview with confidence, with good cheer, with magnanimity, with grace, we're going to continue to show up. And by God's grace, we're going to prevail. And and I have to say, I, I think that when someone like Senator Tuberville stands up as a freshman senator and speaks truth to power, I think that millions of people who are discouraged about the political class, I think they look at someone like a a very uh, famous coach uh, who has a wonderful track record of moral and physical courage, and they say, you know, that's called leadership. And, And I think that we ought not only to pray for him, which I think we should do every day, but I think we should show our strong support. And uh, now's the time for choosing and to be counted. Well, let me close with this. Since we're talking football analogy, I always tell people this way, um, you know, evangelism for the church, and this is for you church people out there struggling with how to kind of keep this intention. Evangelisms, you know, that's usually the quarterback, the uh, wide receiver, the running back, they they score touchdowns. And we score touchdowns like we get to share the good news of the gospel. Everything's cheer, cheer, cheer. The work we do that we were just talking about the LCRL, First Liberty, Focus on the Family, and, and the politicians. We're the offensive line. 
we block every play and it's not it's not sexy it it sometimes it it's hard you know you think sometimes when we're scoring the touchdown we're on our back after blocking the defensive lineman and that's politics that that's the kind of stuff we're talking about that's god's preserving work and so folks that's also godly work to block some of this nonsense and to make sure that we are a civil just society that can actually hear the good news of the gospel too so uh thanks mike uh, thanks, Tim, for the work that you do in this regard. Thank you so much, Greg. Yes, thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in today. To get to know our LCRLDC work better, check out our website at lcrlfreedom.org. Till next time, God bless you always. I'm Greg Sells. Have a great week. You've been listening to Liberty Action Alert with Greg Seltz, Executive Director of the Lutheran Center for Religious Liberty in Washington, D.C. This program has been brought to you by the Lutheran Center for Religious Liberty. 